Welcome to the Imperfect Parent Podcast, and I'm an imperfect parent. The pressures from all directions to be perfect can be overwhelming. They come from family, friends, social media, and can be very difficult to deal with, especially if you feel like you're on this journey alone. Well, that ends here. You are not alone, and together we will become a village and community by building strong foundations in which the relationships with ourselves and our family can be built on. I'm going to share with you the stories and knowledge of parents, professionals, and authority figures who have been there or have the knowledge, tools, and resources you need to find out what works, what doesn't, and what's next. So let's go. We got this. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Imperfect Parent Podcast. And I am your host, Dwayne Moffat, on a journey to find out what works, what doesn't, and what's next. Well, I'm a little bit fanboy today. I uh, got one of my Dream 100s on here, and it's kind of been a work in progress. He is partially the reason why I have a podcast. Inspired me with you know what he's doing and just like the whole business model of what's behind you and, and your partner. Like, Joe, I can't say enough good things about you. We're going to get into it all. Like, I can't do this justice. Like, Joe Fear, welcome, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, Dwayne, man. It's uh, you've been a rock solid, I would say, a pillar in our community because you show up everywhere, man, <laughs> and you take action, aggressive action. So you're not just, you know, involved in the community, but I hear all the cool stuff you're doing and the pod. That's why when I heard about the podcast and especially the topics, parenting, mental health, and all the different stuff you're talking about now. Like it's a no-brainer. This is what lights me up. This is what actually fuels me in the business side, anyway. So it's like it's a no-brainer to chat about it, man. Let's get let's let's get open up about it, you know? Yeah, I know. Like you know, we're both kind of businessmen doing stuff, but but the behind-the-scenes stuff, like the the family life, the you know, the personal growth stuff, the mental health, like that's all so important to keep the train moving and and you know keep keep it on the tracks even like oh, you need it man you don't yeah and i feel like when you when it's ignored that's when you lose a piece of yourself that's how you know how i've felt through some of the hardest times you know just going through the ups and downs of life because you never know when that's going to happen but we're all dealing with it you know even if you're not aware of it or not it's like you're going to be affected so let's talk about it and like share some experiences and open up you know so we can all kind of live a little easier if we can you know yeah and it's just been so powerful over the last two years of what's all happened, like the pandemic and all the changes and still like, you know, two, almost two years in, and it's still uncertainty, doubt, fear, like all those things. And, and if you weren't in a good place going into this, it it took just a little extra work to be able to handle all this situation. No doubt, man. And I mean, I could speak into that as per firsthand, you know, knowledge (laughs) You know, before pandemic, I wasn't coming into it in a good spot. I, I had a couple things kind of rock me. One was was great, and I had my first biological kid, daughter, and I had actually a foster, a few foster kids before that. You know, we were in the foster system, so that's a whole nother thing. But that was like a couple years prior to that. But then, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks before having my daughter, my biological, that's when I lost my dad to suicide. I found out about two and a half weeks before that. So, you know, this was in October, early October, and my daughter was born on Halloween. So the end of October and, you know, pandemic obviously started what around March next year or the, the year after. So that's how my pandemic started, you know, is, is really getting rocked, I would say. Well, yeah, you were still in like the early phases of childhood too, like with a brand new baby. That's, that, that's a blurry place to be in, in any circumstance. <laughs> 
No doubt, man. And it was, it was a hundred percent. Yeah. Sleepless nights or lo- lack of sleep. You know, obviously support my wife in the most of it, you know, through, through just being a mom and being the, the core, you know, uh, caretaker essentially for a baby, but yeah. And then being blinded, blindsided by my father and, you know, the, the trauma he was going through and then looking at myself and being like, the hell does that mean for me? Because I'm like half him or, you know, a makeup of him. So I'm like, it sure as hell means that I got some patterns that he was struggling with. So what's that with me? I don't want to go down that route. And being in this blurry state already with, you know, a newborn and infant in the house and then the world like collapsing, essentially <laughs> like, cool. So now I'm on like this path of self-discovery and be like, what the hell am I going to do? about <laughs> you know, So it's, it's been a fun journey. <laughs> fun is probably not the right word. It was, it's been an insightful journey and <laughs> it's been all over the place. So, you know, when all that's happening, what did you reach for for stability like where did you find even you know so many people have these stories of just getting knocked down to the bottom and being able to climb back up even bigger and better but like what was it that you where you found a solid foundation or a footing to like okay this is it this is this is where i'm gonna go now (laughs) yeah great question man i I think it was getting well, first of all, my wife, like she is a hundred percent was my rock going through well all of these scenarios, obviously with childbirth and having a daughter as well. But she, I mean, she was there to basically step up in the mental space where I couldn't. So like handling just admin stuff, because me being basically the one that was like past everything from my dad, I'm like, great. Now there's this whole thing to deal with too, you know, legal stuff, logistical Luckily, I had her to lean on for a lot of that. And she's just like, she's a freaking, she's a driver. She gets, she gets shit done. So thank God for her. That's most women I, I, I found. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I'll second that. Motion. For sure. Yeah. I'll be the, yeah, we'll be the first to admit it here. So women rule the world and, you know, like, and rightly so. So she basically ruled my world there for, you know, for a while. And so I leaned on her, but at the same time, I, I just got quiet with myself. I had to slow down and really take a inspection of who I am and figure out, like I mentioned the patterns and, you know, there wasn't anything left from my dad in terms of an explanation or anything. There was, there were some indicators coming up to that point, but I didn't know, obviously no one knows like what could happen really. But so those are the things that were going through my mind and, you know, things like just getting quiet, meditation, breathing, like I've practiced so many different things to kind of just chill out my brain and body, like my nervous system. So I can get to a place like strip out all the BS and the stuff that the world, like all the externals, but like what's inside. And that's where, that's when I started truly grounding myself and understanding like, Oh, okay. This is where I I have a red flag, you know, things like addiction, you know, and I'm thinking about like my dad, like addiction, the lack of motivation around certain things in life that always lit him up. Like for him, it was cooking and sharing. It was playing music. It was running physical activity, you know, like there's creative outlets, physical outlets. There's just like business and putting yourself out there, like sharing with the world. Those are the things I noticed. I was like, oh, okay. Like when I stop doing those things or any one of those things, that's when my happiness diminishes. That's things start to fall apart. And I saw that in him. So I think that's where I leaned on the most over the last two years is like, whew, I got to like unpack this 
thing that I've kind of ignored for a long, like my whole life, you know, and just kind of yeah. just was in hustle mode. <laughs> you know, that's where that whole hustle part of our podcast name comes from. And I'm like, man, that is not the way for my future though. You know, it has to be a balance or even more so on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the, for the listeners who don't know, Joe, Joe has an awesome business partner, Matt Wolf, and they host a podcast called the hustle and flow chart. Definitely. I'm a listener and now a watcher on YouTube, which is wicked cool. Yeah, yeah man. Thank you. So had you been like before the, all that happened, you guys often reference the woo woo side of stuff on your podcast. And like, had, had you already kind of been, had some good routines set up, like, you know, the breathing or the meditation or the journaling or all that kind of stuff. Like, were you already had a, a good little routine going? I had, I had, I had a lot of tools. I'll say like, I had a lot of tools in my tool bag. I wasn't, I was consistent with some of them, but it was almost like, Hey, when I need them, I know what to get, you know, yeah. but that's when my awareness was in a good spot, like not getting rocked by a lot of externals basically. So luckily I, you know, when I was able to quiet my mind and all that kind of stuff, or whenever I do, I am able to remember, oh, these are my tools, or these are the routines that I've always found a good uh, rhythm with. It got me into flow. It got me just happier. And, you know, things like woo woo to the point of like, yeah, I guess the meditation stuff. I was, I was business partners with a few people. I did a lot of personal development video production for, for like some of the leaders in the space, like some, some pretty large ones. So I was, innately kind of taking it all in, you know, through that. So that's where I got introduced to the woo. And, you know, I, I never took it as like, oh, I'm going to be the, you know, the, the, the crystal guy and all like, no, no, no. But like, I'm going to have a, I'm going to understand it. I'm going to respect it. And I'm going to pick and choose the things that, that resonate for me. And I think they have served me amazing now because I'm not skeptical about some of the stuff. I'm not resistant. I'm just kind of like, Oh yeah, I see an opportunity for you know just running again. Like, and it's not woo, but it's like the the idea of like oh, knowing that I know how to move my body or move my energy in my body, even breath work, is gonna give me better endorphins. It's gonna give me just like a just a happier time. My brain's gonna feel better, and then guess what? I'm gonna be able to like show up on this podcast happy rather than like in my head about whatever you know. So it's I, I would say that's where it started is like working with people and then kind of picking and choosing stuff. That's the cool part about woo-woo is, you know, it's running, but hey, in the woo-woo factor, it actually does make you feel good. Like, you know, it's meditation. Yeah. That's how I relate. I, like I used to run six, seven, I used to run marathon, half marathons and marathons. And I'm like, I don't really want to do that crap anymore, but I don't mind doing a three mile run. So it's like, you know, a mile in, it's going to be like, why the hell am I doing this? My body's hurting. My brain's like kind of zipping around, but then like, mile two. Then I'm like, oh, okay. I found my flow of my breathing. Oh, my brain's starting to just loosen up. And then it's just like, I go a layer deeper and then deeper. And then maybe the run goes a little longer. I start walking, <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, but I'm doing it more for the mental thing rather than physical in that sense. Yeah. And that's the cool thing that I've found with this podcast is like just bringing people on that have the tools and knowing that they're there and that you've kind of like inspected them a little bit and and picked out the pieces that you need like i i talked on one episode about how i almost felt even you know i haven't had that many episodes i'm only at like 50 plus a little bit I, but i already felt like i was kind of overwhelming my audience with stuff to do like 
you know, if somebody had been listening through the journey and they were like, oh, that's awesome. I'll try that. Oh, that's awesome. I'll try that. And I was like, okay, everybody, like, just take a step back and know that you don't need to try all these things. Find where you are and the season that you're in in your life. And and if it helps, then use it. If not, put it in the toolbox for later, you know, like. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. I think you nailed it with the seasons thing, too. The seasons thing has been like real, like lately, I feel like, I don't know if that's a term that people are finally picking up, or maybe I'm just like noticing it now, <laughs> you know, but like seasons of your life. Yeah. You can't go hustle and grind or feel like you're going to burn the midnight oil all the freaking time. And, you know, like those are the things I've tried to do. And, you know, when I get excited about something, but yeah, there's definitely seasons like, you know, having kids, of course, massive season and that changes of course, but then like then you got to integrate what are the other parts of our lives that we have that are still like the foundation of happiness. And that's going to support our kids and family and give them good patterns to lead themselves into the world. So it's like finding this kind of balance of like, what are the nice are like the need to haves, like keep your head straight and know yourself, you know, understand what are the, the triggers you have. And this is all the stuff I'm talking to myself of like kind of what I've identified and, and still, you know, it's always a molding thing. But also know like the seasons, like, okay, what's my actual thing right now? Well, parenting and, and being here for my now almost two-year-old, she is the season for me. And yes, there's business and all that. But let's be honest, like I wouldn't mind tearing all that down and like making sure that whatever might, like if I could support this, this season here for now, I mean, this is not going to get torn down and like, it's always going to, but but like, you know, we might drop a bunch of stuff and we are actually thinking about doing this stuff to simplify our lives so we can lean into the seasons. You know, Matt, my partner, similar, older kids, but young. And that's like the lifestyle I feel like is a little bit more important right now, you know, for, for us. Yeah. You guys have really been talking about that for well, a few months now, like heavily about how you kind of switch to your business model to a fun model, like to embrace that fun and like make it you know, you slowed your, slowed your work time down and increased your family time and, and all that, like very intentionally though, like, uh, which is hard to do. I've, I've definitely been trying to do that ever since I started the podcast and it's tough, but when you got that foundation and those core values in place, it's like, you know, it's the right thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. You've done the work and you've written it down or you're, you're studying it. You're remembering it. So it's like, you're not going to lie to yourself, you know, and if you do, then it doesn't feel good. (laughs) And then you usually find yourself back and to do the thing all over again, that the cycle, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That cycle of, oh, well, shit, that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. I want to touch on, and and I'm pulling it out of your podcast, but this last episode with Dr. John Demartini. Oh, dude. You like that one? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I got to re-listen to it. <laughs> Definitely you do. Like it's queued up. I'm going to re-listen to it again because there was so many moments where I was like, holy, like that's okay. I got to do that. And and I went into his website there and, and I started the, oh, the self-assessment thing. Yeah, the self-assessment thing. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, dude. Yeah, and it's free. So yeah, go Google it up. I don't know the URL, but yeah, for anyone listening, go check it out because it's like a true reflection of of you, if you're honest, obviously. that Okay, we're going to touch on that, but drjohnmardmartini.com. That's just it. I'll make sure it's tagged in the notes, but honesty, like how hard is it to be honest in those moments where, you know, you are looking for the answers, but but you're trying to like, 
do the answer you want instead of the answer that's there. Like that's been a hard one. It's tough, man. And I think he even recommended doing it a couple times or a few times, you know? And yeah, because I mean, we're all humans. We all want the best for ourselves. And obviously we don't want to look like failures or, you know, any lesser than we think we're able to do, you know, as humans, but we all got our thing and that's fine. And I think there's once we realized, oh yeah, I ain't perfect or I'm not a failure. I have all this other stuff that I've kind of grown throughout the years, but whatever, like I'm here now. So let's do the best I can, like with fear of full honesty, you know, cause there's no other way. Yeah. And, and that will get you back to that spot where, okay, now you're building off that foundation. Cause you were honest with yourself. This is where I'm at. Like, this is my baseline. And, and then you, then you just start progressing or, or picking and choosing what you need to do to in that moment. Just, just huge. That's how you move on, man. Yeah. And most yeah. people like, I think the mental health thing, man, not a lot of folks, a lot of folks just bottle that in, you know, not going to lie. You know, I've struggled a lot with that. I know Matt has as well. And it, it comes and goes. I mean, I think that's everybody, but it's like a lot of us just bottle it up and we're not fully honest with ourselves until Hopefully something brings it out of us or a person, a mentor, some situation, or just like, you're just sick of it. And you're like, screw it. <laughs> you know, like, this is what I got to do. You know, and <laughs> I think those are some of the coolest moments when you kind of have that epiphany. Like you mentioned alpha hippie, actually, like, you know, like you're in, we're both in there and um, we both had Angelo on the podcast. So people know, you know, like he's been one of those folks for me where he just calls out the bullshit <laughs> and it's rare that people do that unless it's like your partner. But then usually there's maybe a little bit of like, ah, come on, you know, it's like you almost like resist it. Yeah. Well, well then, then you also like the receiving side on us might not be as open. As like, if you had a mentor or a coach to actually, you know, someone you're, you're, it's almost like a third party in a way. And I mean, not to endorse like just him, but just coach it and just having someone else to like, kind of be that it could just be your brother, sister, whoever you call your parents, who knows. But as long as you're honest, I feel like, you, you know, you'll get good feedback if you're open to that feedback, as long as you're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, it makes, so all of this put together, like it just makes you have a two-year-old, I have three daughters. And so like, it just makes some of those decisions on how to lead them a little bit easier when you know that you got yourself pretty solid. Like you're not second guessing like, Oh, what should I teach them in this moment? Oh, how should I answer their question in this moment? You know, like your values and, and this is where we stand and, and this is what you need to do. Like you don't even need to question it. <laughs> and that's, I think that's so smart with having, having us as, you know, as parents with our head on our shoulders and actually like we're introspective, like, Hey, we're searching for more because we know, you know, it, the buck stops here basically with us because we do pass it down to our kids. Like it's so, I, I saw this the biggest when we were fostering. Yeah. And I had five kids. We fostered one for 15 months. So we actually got her from the NICU four days old, brought her home and we had her for 15 months. And it was close. We were almost like she was going to become our legal kid. But fortunately, and definitely fortunately for the better that her mom got better. Awesome. And and has continued to be that way. And 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 we're still in her life. But what I noticed is like, dude, it's like <laughs> the the chain, you know, like breaking the chain within families, it's hard, it's tough, you know. And that's why you see uh, it's crazy stats. It's something it I forget the exact stats either. 60, 70, or 80% of people who are in 
foster care basically born in or sorry we're a foster kid are in foster care like their kids are in foster care in the future but so basically it just it just continues the cycle continues and think about depression similar way there's so much like if there's suicide in your family which there has been attempts in other you know in my dad's side like way back and just just negative pattern like it's there's stuff that gets carried on and if you don't address it man Mm -hmm. it just it was clear as day with the foster stuff because i just saw so many stories i was like man so that's why for me i'm like it's it's a bigger mission to figure out how to break the chain for some of these people and you know luckily still in in her life you know foster daughter but it's like, man, I, I need to, I want to be there because like she has no one else to help her break that chain from like this outside perspective. And I think that's what most of us need is this support from someone who kind of gets it because it's tough to just do it yourself or even inside your family unit because they're kind of all dealing with the same stories. So it's like, how can you help yourself unless someone, you know, raises their hand and be like, we got to <laughs> stir this shit up. We need to, we need to break some of these chains and patterns that don't serve. Joe, thanks. Thanks for this foster thing. Like it's even before me and Aaron started having kids, we, we talked about it, but I just like, we just never pulled the trigger on it. And I, and I don't know why, but I am so, so impressed with people that, that have put themselves in that position and, and allowed those emotions to happen. Like having a foster kid for 15 months and then, you know, being happy for them to go back into a situation like and not just want to hold on to them forever and be, you know, like I did for a while. And that was, oh. it, it felt like losing a Like, cause we didn't think we would stay in touch with her. So it did feel, it kind of felt like a death of a kid in a way for a long period of time. And then finally, luckily she came back and said, Hey, do you want to see her again? You know, like, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But thank you for thanking me because it's, dude, it was the hardest shit I've ever done in my life. I mean, I don't know how to say that now. Losing it, it was very hard. It's very difficult. And so like the choice wasn't easy. So I get why most people don't do it. You know, it's rewarding, rewarding at times though. Like very, yeah. oh, extremely yeah. for sure. But like, it's again, frame of mind, you know, like there's a lot of folks that do it for, <laughs> do it for the money. It's horrible. That's what's broken with the system. And for a while, like we were thinking about actually creating like a documentary series. We even went to Hollywood and big producer in the space, but it wasn't getting the support, honestly, on the money side because of some of the institution. I mean, a lot of this is just run by counties around the U.S., and most of them, their policies just, they favor the, the county and they, they favor basically perpetuating the cycle. So it's, it's kind of demoralizing in a way, unless... Like for us, we found a nonprofit that kind of was doing it different that worked on the side. So that's, those are the folks that we wanted to work with, but then they were worried that the county wasn't going to supply them with the, it. It was a money thing, you know, freaking money thing. So it's like that kind of, that derailed that project, but the mission is still there. I still have some ideas there, but <laughs> got a whole, got a whole lifetime here to work with them. I don't want to rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you guys got you guys are busy and like you've done some big pushes and, and, and you got some secrets you're still not letting go. Like I'm excited to, I'm excited to see what comes out, but like the YouTube channel is, is awesome. You just got so many avenues, Joe. You're just not, you're just not a business podcaster here. Like I know because of your foster care, it took you and your wife a long time to actually have a child. So like, that's an avenue that we could go down because I know numerous people that have been close to me have, have had those struggles and have, came through, but it's just, that's another powerful thing that 
you need to work through. <laughs> I mean, that's I think that's something we should bring up because that wasn't something we actually said on the long agenda of things that because that's what got us into the fostering stuff, actually. I mean, that it wasn't for the intention of like, we're going to get a kid through fostering, but like we wanted to help kids. We wanted to experience having kids under our, our watch in our house as a parent. You're like, that was something in both of our eyes. I mean, my wife luck, you know, was probably a little more so, but she opened my eyes to more of what I can do, you know, and as a parent and man, and and supporting her in new ways too and it's been great but yeah it was seven and a half years until we were able to finally have our own daughter and that was through ivf we did almost two hundred thousand dollars in just medical fees and trying to get her you know and and figure out what's the problem guess what they never found out the problem uh <laughs> like that sucks so but, but we have our kid, but yeah, I mean, there's so many people that don't speak about infertility and, and the struggles mentally that happens because of it. And the woman feels, uh, I can't even describe what she feels like, you know, what they feel like, but even on the men's side, it's like this helplessness because it's helplessness. It's, it's crazy because there's not a lot of options. And a lot of probably feeling alone, like where you guys talk about it, like what's it, you know, it's, did you like but with people, but with like your close circle and, yeah. and, yeah. and get support yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. We, yeah. And that's rare. And, and that's, I mean, you see me talk about, you know, the suicide stuff that's probably maybe less rare, but still maybe rare to open up like that. But that's what we did with uh, infertility for a lot of years, mainly my wife at first, but yeah, on social media, on Facebook, she would write these kind of essays. And I mean, she did that because she wanted to destigmatize infertility and the chatter about it. And like, it's not, it's not a problem. Like, it's not like it's you or the problem. It's literally, there's so many different things happening in the world now that we've figured out, but who knows what the, but like, there's, it's, it's, it's not just our makeup biologically. It could be the products we're using, the environment stressors that we all have, like the need to hustle and grind maybe to make money, but it's like, that can throw off your energy and like, this is where the woo-woo kind of comes in a little bit, but it's like, man, <laughs> yeah. it's thoughts or things. And, and like, that's going to motive. Like if you're not into it, like your body literally changes chemistry. If like, you know, if you're not going to prep it to do the action that you want it to do, but all the way to the whole point being is that it needs to get destigmatized de and talked about because more and more people like the rates are all going up. And I don't think that's going to go down anytime soon. You know, maybe not with the jab. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Yeah. We won't go there. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's like, just start talking about it, reading about it. And it's like, yeah, a lot of folks will just go to forums. That's the thing. I remember that is like, they just try to go to these com anonymous communities that, you know, like, oh, they're not going to know me, but I'm going to try to figure out all the solutions. It's like, well, no, maybe you should chat with other people, you know, that have struggled because they probably have seeked out like professional help like people that can actually kind of guide you without you spinning your wheels and then probably freaking out during the whole process and feeling hopeless. Like that's the worst of it. So that's why, yeah, it's just good chatting, you know? Yeah. The last episode I talked with this Suzanne Alderson and she's based in the, in Europe or whatever. And she was, has a very big community about like mental health and, and was recognized like as one of the, best Facebook groups and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like very cool and a very supportive community. But we talked about like being 
curious, like having that curiosity to take that step towards the support and, you know, start to learn and, and figure it out. And the curiosity part has, has been a big driver for me over the last little while of just like, what, what can happen if I do this? Like, you know, like, Mm, yeah, man. Like the, the future, you're like what's possible with this situation or with me even, uh, huh? yeah, not, not everyone thinks that way though, and which is fine. But that sometimes it's like, yeah, if you're feeling stuck in whatever situation, infertility, I mean, maybe mental health or whatever else, it's like, there's, there's always someone to help. And if you kind of reach out and, and just say you need some help or you're searching for answers, like, yeah because that's just an indication that you have more to grow in you. So yeah, why not put it out there and try to seek some help to help you grow? I mean, you can do it on yourself by yourself, like reading books and all that, but let's be honest, like people kind of shortcut a lot of stuff in life. If you know where to look and, and once you start chatting and put it out there, like the right people just kind of come and fall in your lap, to be honest, like in cool opportunities happen. That was one of the big hesitations I had when I first started working with Angelo was being able to open up and share in that kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. It was scary. And I knew that I, I had to do it, <laughs> but, but yeah, just to open up and, and share those experiences in a vulnerable way. And then like, just after doing that, the mm-hmm. response and the support mm-hmm. and the people that just stepped up and said, yeah, I've been there here. Like I'm here with you, man. Like, wow. <laughs> it blew me away. <laughs> Yeah. There's so many instances in life I can think of. And like, that's a scenario I've, I've been through the same thing with Angelo, with some of the other, with Ryan and they had another trainer at one time, but yeah, like <laughs> those are all times where you said it perfectly. You just, just put it out there. And like, usually your messy talk of not able to actually like say what's going on in our minds, like, especially when we're not feeling like ourselves or in our flow, it's hard to find the words for how you're feeling. And I think that's the, that's something in that video you referenced. There's a book called Nonviolent Communication by Rosenberg, Marshall Rosenberg is his name. And so nonviolent communication, the whole premise he says is that most people are just horrible at describing their emotions. And because of that, it perpetuates this kind of conflict language when you're not really, you're kind of more combating each other, even though you might not be trying to. Because that's just what you've learned from parents or, you know, it's like, but then when you start to identify, oh, this is how I'm feeling. And this is the word to kind of express how I'm feeling more so then people can start to empathize, empathize with how you feel. And, you know, and then they essentially like when you start doing that kind of thing, put your feelings out there. It's almost guaranteed that someone else is going to disconnect with you. And they're going to say like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Do you want to share some tools or you just want to just want me to be a lending open ear to you? Because like, yeah, when you do that, when you have a connection, there's no judgment and all that. You know, it just it gets better for everybody, but it's finding the words <laughs> and then doing it. Yeah. Like a lot of, well, the pillars of this podcast, I've, you know, our intention, awareness, communication and grace are kind of the four things that I've kind of been building my content off of. And so I kind of started a little bit of communication stuff a few episodes ago, but then I kind of dove in with this mental health stuff because it was mental health month. So, so next month is, is the communication month. And I hope everybody like keeps their ears open because I think it's just a huge, a huge piece of the puzzle. Like you said, to be able to find those words and the way to communicate them. So you're understood from the other side, 
and so you can understand. Yeah, yeah, you need both sides, and and that's where like I've literally bought friends and family now this book, like like copies. Like I was just like, oh, there's a little something going on here. We all need this book, <laughs> like because the more the more we're able to do that, I mean, it's just going to make life easier for everybody, and that's the point. It's like everyone's just just want to improve their lives. So like, let's all help each other because when we put our needs out there in a way where it's like empathic, like we can actually connect to it. Yeah. Then that's, that's how you resolve any kind of conflicts or weird drama that really shouldn't exist. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like just get rid of it. Like that doesn't serve, but we just got to figure out the tools on how to get past that. Oh, that I'm picking that book up as soon as we get off this call, actually. <laughs> I sold you on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Definitely. <laughs> I make so much royalty from it. <laughs> because <laughs> no. yeah, this communication part is the next big step and, and we'll see where it goes. You'll love it. Yeah. Take it slow though. That's the thing I said in that video. And, and that's the advice. Actually, I mean, I found found this book out from Angelo and Ryan. So the advice is to take the book slow. Don't, definitely don't plow through it, but like really understand it. It's deep. Right. Yeah. I know you and Matt are big readers and I picked this one up thing up. I forget which episode it was, but when you were talking about books and how, how just reading them and then putting them aside, but, but actually like reading them and then like implementing after instead of letting it just be the shelf help or whatever you want to call it. I think that's been kind of a cool thing that I've adjusted over this last year is I was in research mode hard, like podcasts, audible books, like but I found I wasn't putting enough into action. Like I wasn't taking the piece that I liked out of that book and actually doing it. It was like, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't have time to settle in and become something that's beneficial. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, it's that's a big piece. I mean, I'm, I'm actually staring at a bunch of books. I mean, I'm not. I'm a learner. I mean, Matt is a ferocious learner. Like he tears through yeah. content. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. It's a superpower. It is like, it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. And he retains it too, which is, is trippy, you know, but the beautiful thing is he sends me a lot of his, like the best of like, the, okay. The Cole's notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like he's read 20 different things. He's like, cool. Just read like this one or two things and you get the, the gist of it. I'm definitely that guy. Like I'm the one that, but when those things happen or the things I find from other folks, I'm searching for that with books. And then when I know I find a book like that, that's when I go deep and like really try to understand not just the book, but I'll go find the author on a podcast. I'll listen to the audio book too, because sometimes there'll be extra commentary or said in a new way that I didn't pick up. And another thing is revisiting old books, you know, like, cause there's, there's so many old books, things that like even books on, on, I mean, influence actually you know, from Robert Cialdini. That's one I'm staring at now. And we just had him on our podcast, Robert Cialdini. I mean, he's, I start, I first read that book 10 years ago and it was, a lot of it was over my head. Like I wasn't ready for the deep science and all this stuff of persuasion, but reading back as I was prepping for this interview, I was like, dude, this is freaking brilliant. Like this applies to everything in life, (laughs) you know, just communication people. But yeah, I feel like sometimes we're just not ready for the content. So 100%. Okay. Joe, you got to tell everybody like where to go because honestly, like your podcast is called the hustle and flowchart podcast. It's helping business. What's your new line there? It's <laughs> I like that it's catching on. Already. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's actually because of you guys. Yeah, I think we said it in passing. I don't know if Matt or I said it at the end, but all the comments were like, "Dude, I love that!" Like I, I hit that. It was basically, yeah, we help our missions to help and put a number to it now. We help a million entrepreneurs make their lives easier. 
and 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 also and we add in like where things are going so you're not you know it's easier now but also we're making the future easier for you so that's that's our mission and and like if you go back to some of like well if you go through your history of of content there's like the tactical episodes and then there's the therapy episodes and then and then there's people like Cialdini and Demartini that come on and blow you away with like the like deep wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The deep wisdom part. And, and it all is just, you know, building you to be better. And it's just, it's just incredible. Like I can't, I can't promote it enough. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. And, and as Angela likes to say, thank you for seeing me, how I like to be seen <laughs> because it's true, man. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Joe. This has been awesome, man. Yeah, man. Well, let's do it again. I want to, I want to hear how this thing goes because like, I mean, you're, you asked amazing questions and this is a topic. I mean, obviously for parenting, that's one thing, but also mental health and understanding patterns and all of us. It's important. So I invite everyone to deep dive, even if it's a little scary or woo woo feeling, you'll, you'll discover some cool stuff. I'm pretty sure your life will be better at the, uh, the end of it. <laughs> You can find Hustle and Flowchart, the podcast, pretty much anywhere. Any podcast channel, Hustle and Flowchart. YouTube, you, know, you mentioned YouTube watching us. Go to hustleandflowchart.tv. And that's just a little redirect to YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. and, uh, and Yeah, smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how all that YouTube stuff works, but... Yeah, leave a comment and like, you know, just just check out some stuff and let us know what you think. It's always cool to hear back from people. So that's why we're liking YouTube so much there. Yeah. And uh, get the notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get the notes. Yeah. We take notes for you and you'll you'll figure that out later. But yeah, just go find us on YouTube and you'll like us. <laughs> I only wish I could have the caliber of notes that you guys put out. That's, Dude, you know, they're money. <laughs> yeah, they are money. Yeah. They're definitely. 100%. Thank you, Sue, though. Yeah, that's not us, right? And that's our team member, Sue. <laughs> She's awesome. <laughs> the good the good call out to Sue. Incredible. Should we give a shout out to Dan Ryan too or what? Ah, you, you know the whole crew. No, it's insider information. You have to actually listen to the podcast for a bit to understand that. <laughs> See, that's when I know you're, again, you're a pillar, man. You've been, it's not like he's mentioned all the time. It's like every like 50 episodes or whatever. <laughs> you're like, there it is. <laughs> but appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this has been awesome. And I appreciate you. And, you know, I'm going to link that video that you did the this earlier this week because it's it's powerful. It needs to be heard. And thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to see that part of Joe come out and see where it goes. You'll see it more. <laughs> appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you for making it to the end. I super appreciate each and every one of you who listens. I hope you get as much out of this adventure as I do. Remember to hit that subscribe button, and if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be awesome, because it helps the show reach more parents who may just need to hear this. Then head over and join the Facebook group, type TIP Podcast in the search bar. This is where we will build our community and share our stories so we can learn from each other and not feel all alone, but receive support and encouragement to embrace being perfectly imperfect. Thanks so much, everyone. We got this.